Well, hello there. Hey, hey. Welcome to Let's Try Adulting. On this podcast, we learn, laugh, heal, and don't give a fuck by being unapologetically an adult. On this podcast, there are no stupid questions or judgment. We talk about a variety of adulting. We talk about life, money, sex, spirituality, food, healing ourselves, growth, and of course, all the monsters that live under our adulting beds. Because honestly, are we even doing adulting right? This sounds like the podcast for you. I encourage you to join me, your host, Jakara Davis, right here every week on Wednesdays at noon. And as always, mindset is everything. Let's try fucking adulting. Hey, hey, adulters! How are you doing today on this marvelous Wednesday? It's hump day! And we have a new episode for you. So today I am joined by Alexandria Persley. She is a phenomenal woman. She has taught me so much and that is also okay to ask questions. So she focuses on women's health and yoni health. And if you don't know what a yoni is... You're in for a ride for this episode. So a little bit about Alexandria before we get started into this episode. She is a mother of three and understands firsthand the fears and stress that comes with working to conceive and the trials of pregnancy. She wants every mother to enter their pregnancy with the confidence that she is in tune with her womb and her baby. Cosmic Yoni Services is here to provide you with holistic compassion to keep you and the baby in perfect harmony before, during, and after delivery. So in this episode, we're talking about self-care and women's health, womb care, and the importance of both. You can find all of Alexandria's links down in the show notes. Thank you so much, Alexandria, for coming on. I greatly, greatly appreciated this conversation. I have learned so much and... Most importantly, that it's okay to ask questions, especially as a woman during pregnancy. All right, my friends, enjoy the episode. Hi, your hair is green. I love it. I so love it. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Did you cut your hair too? Yeah, so I cut it and I dyed it. It was blue. But, you know, with chlorine and everything, we have a whole green thing going on. I want blue hair, too. Well, I really like gray hair. Mm -hmm. Blue's my favorite. I don't know if I can pull it off. Probably with braids. But Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. it. Hey, now since I work for myself, (laughs) that's so cool. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, just do it. I love it. Can you turn to the side? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a really nice emerald green. Yeah. It faded really nicely. Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm sorry, that was just the first thing I saw. (laughs) Welcome to Let's Try Adulting, Alexandria. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself. We have a great uh, podcast guest coming on today. I'm excited. I've talked to you many times before. You're so bubbly. <laughs> you are awesome. So maybe you can start off with just introducing yourself, who you are, and then we will go from there. Okay, thank you. So I'm Alexandria. Um, I'm now a mom of three. Uh, and I'm a doula, wife, traveler, and homeschooler and just all in one 
<laughs> and you have a podcast too, don't you? And I have a podcast too. <laughs> and, a, and a couple of businesses. And somehow things get done. But hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> I've never asked you, but are you the are you a one person team for your so, businesses? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Like I'm at the point now where I'm like starting to look to start outsourcing some things, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I it's more of the techie stuff. Like I can't mm -hmm. outsource a whole lot of things for them yet. So yeah. <laughs> yet. That's yes. the point. That's the key word. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone wants to build a business, the key word is yet. Is yet. Yes, it is. <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit about what you do as a doula? Okay, so as a Well, just doula. tell us what, is, what you do and then what is a doula? Okay, so what I do is I come from more of a holistic, um, natural background type of area. And I bring that into my doula work. Um, so pretty much like, the question is like what is a doula so when it comes to women who are pregnant and labor um the role of a doula is pretty much like a non-medical support person for the laboring person it could be for the spouse of the laboring person or their whoever's there with them um mm -hmm. but most of the time it's for the laboring person um but what it looks like when you hire a doula is we provide like emotional, physical, and educational support for the person that's expecting or that's experiencing labor or that has given birth. Because some women get us after and that's the postpartum doula. Mm -hmm. um, so the doula is there to provide um, objective nurturing support and education to make um, suggestions for different comfort measures, different positions, make sure mom is hydrated, keep her focused, keep the area calm, to hold space for her. Um, like I said, you can provide breaks for other members of her birth team, if she has any others. And we're pretty much like the gatekeeper between the mom and the outside world. So wow. if, the mom doesn't want to do pain meds um, or yeah. any like clinical exams, um, then the doula can provide like physical, emotional support regarding pain management, um, different positions that we can try, mm -hmm. different breathing techniques um, to cope with and during the physical labor. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, like we also can give support for other reproductive experiences like miscarriages, stillbirth, abortion, and then oh, I didn't know that. There, yeah, then there for postpartum. So it's it's a wide range, but <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you love it. <laughs> You're so informative. Like even even in the past, as people that's listening, I'm a very natural question asker I'm really curious <laughs> about things so you have answered like all of my questions uh over the past couple of months and I greatly appreciate it and yeah. also provided comfort in knowing that <laughs> doulas like the questions 
Yes. So, I don't feel bad. Questions is the only way that we're able to help our clients successfully. Um, because not everybody wants the same type of birth. Not everyone mm-hmm. wants to just do a natural birth. Not everyone wants to have an epidural. And that's the thing. Like, so we have to know how you want to birth your baby in mm-hmm. order for us to be able to support you. So we have to get those questions. We have to ask questions and answer the questions. And that's the only way for that like relationship to work. Because it has to be strong communication. (laughs) You have to, you have to like be there during that whole process in order and understand that person Mm -hmm. so that you can fulfill how they want to birth, have their birthing experience. I just, I'm so touched. I can ask all the questions. (laughs) Yes. You can touch anything. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Oh, okay. So why did you decide to become a doula? So I was a doula before I even knew what a doula was, Mm -hmm. is really what happened. (laughs) Um, Because I had my daughter when I was 17. Yeah. So I was, I had her young. I also breastfed until she was like almost two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was almost two. Um, so I had all of that experience all while still finishing my senior year in high school. And then I had started college also. So when my friends started having children, they were asking me questions and I was pretty much just (laughs) giving them the real deal. Like this happens, this happens. If this happens, you do this. If that happens, you do this. And that's pretty much how that started. Um, so I helped a lot of them like start breastfeeding and then they continued to breastfeed, which was great. Um, and it's just, it was the questions. They had questions and then I happened to have the answers. Um, I was on a couple of calls when a couple of my friends had their babies. So it was like pretty much I was there and doing all the doula stuff. Mm-hmm. but not knowing what a doula was oh. until um I want to say it was like 2017 that's when I found out what a doula was and then I took the course to get the certification and then I've been dueling ever since <laughs> I love that word dueling <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't know what a doula was until last year in 2020 somewhere in between there if you don't know I work with child care for the past three years for those who are listening but we didn't have anything with like doulas like you had to be six weeks or older and that's when I met you as a child but I had no idea what a doula was until last year and then when I saw you um, in the group and like you wanted to create a podcast and I'm like okay I know how I can help you with the podcast I have no idea of what subject this is. So I'm going to have to do research so I can answer questions. And then you turned out to be like amazingly awesome and, and everything. So thanks. You are very but yeah, excited. like it's, and that's the thing. Like so many women don't know what a doula is. Like mm-hmm. I was doing it, but I had no clue what it was. Um, well, the title of it, you know, they named it. 
I'm like, it's just, you're literally a support person to the person that's giving birth. Like that's, that's literally what, what it is. Um, and it's just like, like, like you, like you don't know what you, well, a lot of women don't know that they need a doula until after the fact. Mm -hmm. or they find out about a doula and they're like in their third trimester so that's what happens a lot I know now so I have time to reach out so it's anyone's (laughs) fault it's my own (laughs) but that's the thing like a lot of women they still don't know what a doula is and how a doula can um, assist them during that whole process Uh, especially black women like because with Mm -hmm. every that's like going on it literally doesn't even matter what your education is the the medical system is so messed up it's just not gonna treat you right (laughs) that sounds so bad but that's so so bad to say but it's so true and it's it's like it doesn't matter who you are they just literally treat you some kind of way and then you come out feeling another kind of way mm-hmm. and traumatized and then it's a whole cycle yeah that's so fun. that's that's where the doula can come in like that's where those questions have to be asked like do you want to speak to the doctor and the nurse or do you want someone else to speak to the doctors or the nurse mm-hmm. um because as a doula I could totally do that for you um do you want me to have them break everything down to you yes. so that you understand <laughs> it in layman's term? I can totally tell them to do that because nine times out of 10, the person that's birthing is in labor. So mm-hmm. mentally, that person isn't there. So they need to have someone, <laughs> right? They need to have someone, that's where the doula would come in and ask those questions. Like, can you break that down to her so that she'll understand it? She literally just had a contraction. She was not here when you just said that. Mm-hmm, it's literally, <laughs> right. It's literally as simple as that. But the person that's going through the contractions is not mentally there until after that contraction is done. She's caught her breath and then she'll come back. But you only have a small amount of time to explain everything before she's gone all over again. Mm. Uh, okay. Yes. If, if I was not solid before, I'm going to have like, you know, husband in the room but right. <laughs> support like okay yeah. nope nope she can't talk right now because I yeah. know myself and I'm gonna be like I, I need a minute but I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be able to say anything you're not gonna so be able to say, to say something and yeah this, so this that's how all of that happens and a lot of women don't know like when they're doing the um internal fetal monitoring so when the baby mm-hmm. is still inside and then they do the fetal monitor- monitoring they literally stick a screw like little a screw, screw okay yeah into the baby's head most of the women have no clue what is going on it's like I a little i did not know little, that right see yes oh okay it's like what is this spiral like it's like this little spiral mm, metal piece Mm -hmm. that literally gets stuck in the baby's skull and that's how they do the fetal monitor do they get it taken out 
do they take it yeah, out? Yeah, it'll get, yeah, they take it out after the baby is, well, before the baby is born. But my thing is they don't explain that part to the birthing person until after the fact. Or they don't even tell the mom that that's what's happening to her baby yeah. until she's until she sees the spot on her baby's head and asks, what is that? Yeah, because that would freak me the fuck out. What did oh, you do to my child? Right. So that's my thing is they are not getting consent. They're not telling women what is actually going on. They'll just come in, do something, leave like nothing happened. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> See, that's where, <laughs> and that's where the whole do come in. Because as soon as they say that I'm about to do monitoring on a fetal, and they're like, um, I need you to open your legs so that we can do it. I'm like, okay, so what are you exactly doing? Mm-hmm. That's when the doula would be actually asking the questions mm-hmm. so that the mom can come back mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I need to be alert now because they're starting to explain something. And show the mom what exactly is happening. What tools are you using? What is actually supposed to be going into the baby? Like all of that. Those things need to be said because so many women had no clue as to what happened to their baby and so after the fact like one of the women that was in my doula training class she actually had that happen to two of her babies and she had no clue until we went through the training and she saw how that thing looked and she mm-hmm. like totally broke down does it does it hurt no, the baby at all that's the thing they keep saying that babies don't have any feelings when doctors used to actually spank the babies in order to get a reaction from them to start crying yeah so how are you gonna say <laughs> at one point in time the baby doesn't have any pain receptors but another time that they do I feel that they have pain receptors through the whole thing like that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense so I would say yes the baby does I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your your uh, <laughs> judgment expertise and also my paranoia and say yes, the baby yes, feels it. They totally feel it. Like they feel so much, it doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't be able to feel it. I think also it's another side tangent. I think the the science. This is my personal opinion. The yeah. science behind babies and pregnancy, because they can't really talk, communicate. So you're still growing. That you can't really say things right so I I really don't know what's happening to you like I know you're okay but I really don't know and Mm -hmm. that's the part that scares me as a parent to be like (laughs) even if I'm like in quarantine isolation for like the whole nine ten months and I'm by myself I'm feeding myself like everything I'm doing myself so I know that my baby's okay I will still freak the fuck out because I don't know you don't know are you okay I I, I don't know that's that's the part like I know I can't help anything by doing that unless some magical process happens but that still freaks me out and I know it shouldn't but it does but I can't help it but I can't do anything so it's like a cycle I mean yeah it's totally like that like some women they're able to have well create a like a super strong like interconnected type bond with their baby Mm -hmm. like early on so when the baby comes out and you start, you can also start teaching baby sign language too, because that helped me with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that at the preschool. They're so cute. They're yeah, trying to learn. It's so cute. It is so wonderful. So I would totally suggest starting that on mm-hmm. early and just trying to literally connect with the baby. 
because mm-hmm. they give you cues like when they're hungry when they're tired when they want to be changed like they give you the cues you just have mm-hmm. to know your baby and that only happens if you're aware and mm-hmm. literally understand that yes I can communicate with my baby it's just not through work mm-hmm. yeah. it's working with with toddlers or everyone when you're younger we use sign language that was really good it is so cute yeah. the cutest thing ever and then just noises because I I like to say I'm a grown preschooler so I like to make noises like when I when someone says like if you watch anime and they mm-hmm. like say yes I'm like mm. and so I do that and so I you find do that, that with I, them yes, yes. okay like how they communicate with their sounds because they do that already yes and yes. you just like nod your head or shake your head no or just look in my eyes like mm-hmm. kids are so smart even when they can't talk it's yes. phenomenal not to get on the subject of child care that's but- the thing yes kids are amazing it, it totally has to be talked about that's the thing like it these things need to be talked about in our community mm-hmm. so is because a lot of people don't do baby sign language mm-hmm. and a few people i know do but yeah it's it's totally great <laughs> it, it changes your world if you're a mom yes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a parent, but I've worked with over hundred kids if you're a mom <laughs> yes. or parent or guardian, whatever, try sign language. Yeah. It will literally, literally change your life with yeah. your child. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding, but I'm really not people. No, often totally. I say things and they like, but that doesn't make sense. That's a little crazy. It's like, just, just try it. Just try and it. Just trust me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, then you can stop, but you have to at least try. At least try it. Yes. So moving into, please, I know I say this wrong every time, Yoni, Yoni, okay, okay, (laughs) moving into Yoni Hill, Um, what is a Yoni, what does Yoni mean, let's start there. So let's start there, so Yoni is the Sanskrit word for the vulva, Um, it's a symbol for the divine procreative energy mm-hmm. um and I pretty much like I like the way it sounds I like the whole meaning behind it so that's why I call the vagina yoni because like that's mm-hmm. the same so yeah <laughs> also first time hearing it from you as well yeah yeah, so much um but it's just for for me it's more it's letting it be more of a sacred space which Mm -hmm. a lot of women don't consider it that and even after they've had children like they don't still they still don't consider it as a as a sacred space but um it's it's just so much power that's there. And mm-hmm. even before you have children, like getting in tune with your womb is like literally the best thing you can do. And a lot of women don't understand that. So like literally I've like started, I've had a course that's just on that, um, getting in tune with your womb. And you're, you're learning yourself. 
-hmm. and healing yourself from like if you had any traumas if you had any like issues if you have like pcos you have endometriosis um it's just learning your body knowing when you ovulate knowing the difference between the mucus when it comes out during different cycles yeah the discharge yeah so it's just knowing that and a lot of women don't know that so that's pretty much like what the what the course is about but knowing that the moon cycles also Mm -hmm. affect your menstrual cycle and it's it's like literally all of that in one um because those are like a lot of questions that I get (laughs) (laughs) your body is very in tune with the earth and the planets like it really is so you have to know Mm -hmm. what your body is saying to you if you haven't like literally thought of it like that it's like the best thing ever to know what your body is saying to you at different times of the Mm -hmm. month because even with the work cycle if you go by your menstrual cycles Mm -hmm. work cycle Mm -hmm. that would be perfect because you literally have a lot of energy during certain times of your menstrual cycle then other Mm -hmm. times you just don't want to do any shit (laughs) yeah that's what I'm saying like literally if you combine your work cycle with your menstrual cycle it'll be the best thing ever where and then other times during your menstrual cycle it's great to have like conversations and Mm -hmm. it's great to just be in um like I said like conversations in meetings and doing like financial work like Mm -hmm. all of that it's different times in your menstrual cycle where it'll run smoothly because your energy wise you're perfect for that time so learning those things (laughs) it's just great it's just great (laughs) great you can literally just plan out your whole month based on your menstrual cycle and get things done without feeling drained Mm -hmm. because the only reason why we feel drained is because we didn't do it when our energy was high Oh. And we're trying to make it work. <laughs> I feel like you just called me out. <laughs> because when, when that time happens, I'm like, I I can't. I'm trying to know like the day or two before because I feel like kind of off. I get really extremely hungry. Like I cannot stop eating. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then through the process, I'm like, Yep. Okay. Well, we're not doing anything this week at all, except yeah. just laying here. Or if mm-hmm. I have energy, then I'm doing things that are non-heavy, not huge. Like, yeah laundry because I can throw it in and it takes like and not have to think about yeah it. yeah I need to, yeah. I probably should do that then look more at my menstrual cycle so menstrual cycle and plan accordingly yes gosh I used to track it um have you used clue oh I don't know wait clue clue it's it's an app um, okay. I haven't used it in like the past two years but mm. you can literally dump all of your emotions your menstrual cycle how you're feeling what, what? your discharge and everything in that in the app mm-hmm. and after let's say about three months or so it can start to predict like oh, okay hey, you're gonna feel like shit today may not say those words but <laughs> but <laughs> that's what mine does like the one that I have is stardust I've heard of that one so stardust literally will tell you 
So you need to eat today because this and this is going to happen, or you need to slow down today because your progesterone is high and you're going to be taking a whole lot of energy in. Like it literally breaks it down. So I totally love it. <laughs> what was that one called again? Stardust. Stardust. I might look yeah. into that one. I like to because it breaks it down much. moon cycle wise. That's why I oh, like. Oh, does it. the moon cycle too? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stardust. Yeah. Taking notes. Yeah, because <laughs> today it says my testosterone is rising, so you're feeling darling and explosive, a high sex drive. So it says channel the energy in a responsible fashion. How do I do that responsibly? <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that goes more into like energy work and healing like there's so many parts of like yourself in the world that all work together and I'm excited that like two years ago I started this and I'm like oh I I I still don't know anything but at least I know a little bit more yes like energy work is wonderful especially like using that okay sexual energy is the best energy to use yes you get so much done so fast if you like, literally focus, that's it. I'm going to you set the intention the or not. Yeah. 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 Setting okay. the intention and just going with it. That's pretty much how everything works. But with sexual energy, it'll happen faster. Hmm. So yeah. you're saying to me, as for mm-hmm. scientific reasons, we should have sex more. <laughs> yes. Just for, sci- just for scientific reasons. Yes. Totally. Set those intentions before, <laughs> during, and after, you're good. I, I'm taking this as health concerns <laughs> for myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm concerned about my health. I need to have more sex. Yes. 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 <laughs> for your manifestation properties, you need more sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's going to be my excuse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so with healthcare for your, your uni or your vagina, um, so, what, yeah, what are some do's and don'ts? My top question is, is it okay uh-huh. to douche or not? I say no to douching. Okay. Um, because. <sighs> so. <laughs> right. So with douching, a lot of women use a salt saline mm-hmm. solution and that'll literally it can dry you out mm-hmm. because salt salt dries you out okay um so that's why I say no to douching um if you want to clean the whole inside area without sticking anything in there I would suggest a yoni steam mm-hmm. um because the different herbs and that go in the steam have different properties mm-hmm. the steam goes up and it can draw things out mm-hmm. um but douching I would say no. that's, that's <laughs> what I've heard as, as well because it messes up like the pH your, your pH and everything it's like it strips and dries a oh, lot. that just sounds so uncomfortable That's like I, I just squeeze my you cringe right <laughs> so yeah I've never done it um but just from like other people's experience that have told me that they have done douching I'm like yeah 
are you sure you should be doing that if the after effect is this this and this like that i don't think i want to just salt water in my body because i i know that dress like if you think about it when you go to the beach and you're swimming and then you get out and you're like fucking tired that is when the salt has like drained all the energy from your body thank you if i can help it i'm not it doesn't sound fun it's not as fun as the beach but i'm going to avoid that yes yes perfect example but yeah um i would yeah i would totally suggest just the yoni thing um there are like i do have yoni detox pearls and they are like herbal ground up herbs um Mm -hmm. and like a little ball Mm -hmm. and you can insert them and then you'll discharge a whole lot then Mm -hmm. also but I do those with specific clients and then um, we go from there based on what they want, what issues they have and then what Mm -hmm. they want afterwards. Like if the whole thing is just for cleansing, then that's one thing. If the whole thing is because you want to get pregnant, then that's a whole nother situation. Oh, they make little, they make Mm -hmm. um, balls? I didn't know. I'm like, I know there is methods to help you get pregnant, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, because sometimes it's the, it can be different reasons why a woman isn't getting pregnant. So if it's because her tubes have like inflammation in them, or mm-hmm. it could be mucus that's blocking, uh, then the only detox pearl can draw all of that out. Or it could be uh, the fibroids. So mm-hmm. when the different cleansing that can draw the fibroids out with food and different herbs. So it's like a whole process, mm-hmm. but it has helped a lot of women. So I love mm-hmm. it. Like I had to use them because I had my IUD in for over eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally didn't feel right after I took it out Mm -hmm. so I had to literally clean my body and that's what I did so I did the Yoni detox pearls like every month for a year oh okay in order to get my cycle right yeah (laughs) because with IUD you don't have a cycle so I had to do it for a year in order to get my cycle right and I got it down to where I was only having my cycle for like three days that's my normal oh that's that's really good that was my normal the so I was great yes <laughs> um and so I did the detox pearls and I did yoni stings so that also helps and then your diet totally helps so with all of that yeah I had gotten down to three days mm-hmm. and it was usually like the first day was like my heavy was like, and I use, um, I didn't use tampons or pads. I had the menstrual cups. So my I heavy, love those. yes, my heavy was like one of the, filling up one of the menstrual cups. And that yeah. was it. Oh, that's awesome. If anyone, if, if you are wondering, should you <laughs> move to a menstrual cup? Totally. You should. Um, if you are comfortable with touching your own body fluids, you totally right. should. If you are not comfortable and you want to be comfortable, then you should go ahead and just do it. And just try. Just try. But yes. 
it, it has saved me so much money. It has saved so much time. I don't yes. have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about if there's spots Leak on my it. pants. Right. This is not an ad for a menstrual cup, but if someone wants to sponsor me, they really can. But right. <laughs> try it out. Try it out. Try you it know. out. You might okay. like it. Yeah. Uh, so are there any, can you name like another do or don't uh, for caring for your uni? And then we're going to move into more uh, doula heavy centered questions. Okay. So uh, another don't is soap does not go inside of your yoni vagina anything okay one more time a little louder not go inside like soap does not go inside of you (laughs) okay it goes on the on the on the outside just only on the outside and then you don't want to put it where your pee comes from because those are two separate holes okay they're two separate holes okay don't don't put soap there (laughs) I wish I could share your expression. You look so horrified. Like, please don't do this. Please don't do that. It's okay. So Wait. why why not use soap? Oh my gosh. Why not use soap in, inside you? Um, you yeah. So soap not only like destroys the pH and everything inside. That's where a lot of yeast infections come from. Mm-hmm. Your body is trying to get everything out that you just did. <laughs> you put it back that makes so much sense and then you put it back again because you think it's messed up but it is because you did it at first oh gosh so yes please just do water like I mean I I make a yoni wash and I do have yoni soap but that does not mean it goes inside Mm. the yoni it's for the outside purposes only outside purposes only <laughs> this side, another side story but when I was younger this is how I found out that I was allergic to a lot of soap because I oh. had a lot of allergic reactions and yes. very very itchy and yes. I was told that oh it's just because you're unclean nope no. I'm just allergic and everything's you're just itchy. allergic yes took me a long now mm-hmm. I'm so glad as an adult I can I have a voice in buying my own soaps yes it <laughs> makes some I can't I can't use I can't use it all yes it totally like it. makes a difference but yeah <laughs> that's a big don't like it gosh so yeah. what about if there's like even the specific soaps like Vagisil no 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 okay no the soaps chemicals that are in it <laughs> would be a no Okay. Like a big no for me. Like legit. It's is you can make your own. Like I said, like I make yoni soaps and yoni washes. It is so simple to make. Mm-hmm. YouTube, you can YouTube it and you can make your own and you know what is in it. Mm-hmm. But the chemicals that are in those, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's it's why not. people have sensitive skin. Yes, 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 it is. <laughs> it's a big no. Oh, geez. A very big no. Okay, so um, when if someone is looking for a doula, when should they start looking for one? Like, what's the earliest that you can? As soon as you find out you're pregnant. Can I find one even before I'm pregnant? Yes, so that's okay. what fertility, yeah. Fertility, you can come in as a, because I have fertility clients. Okay, I got to get my son. Okay. But... <laughs> 
Um, you can totally start when you're, because like I was saying, with tracking your cycles, mm-hmm. that'll help. Um, you know when you're ovulating and all of that. So fertility wise, yes, some doulas do fertility work. Mm-hmm. Not all, but some. Gotcha. Did you know I am being that person? I I'm going to be pregnant in six months. I need a doula. No, no, no. Yeah. I, because I know people listen to this and they take me seriously. I'm not going to be pregnant in six months, guys. I'm saying like if we're on that timeline and I was yeah. like six months down the road okay because I don't want anybody to be texting me and calling me <laughs> but I know my boyfriend listens and my best friend is like so you're you're trying to get pregnant you're trying. that's what you're saying you're not gonna tell anybody you're not gonna no. tell anybody right. that's not what I'm right. saying <laughs> but I would say that I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> so uh, does everyone need a doula in your so, mm, I'm gonna say no, because okay. based on some women's um, trauma or some women's like experience or just how they want to have their birth, mm-hmm. um, no, uh, because some women just want to have unassisted births, where it's literally just them and the baby. And that's it. Nope. I need some help. <laughs> All right. Nope. I already know. No. no. I thought about briefly at one point, you know, how women have home births. And like, yeah. I saw one that she had it in the swimming pool. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. What I can't get past of is what if I'm in a lot of pain and then you have to pick me up and then I'm probably going to punch you. So we're just going to go to the hospital. It's totally fine. She's not in a whole lot of pain. But that's what I'm saying. That's where the doula would come in at. Like, if you wanted to have your water birth, and if you do want to have pain medication, then that's where the midwife would come in. Mm-hmm. Um, she could give the pain medication, but the doula could help you with different massage techniques, mm-hmm. different positions, so that you're not in pain. But also hypnobirthing. 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 Oh, this will look like a happy baby. <laughs> yeah. So this is what I did with uh, my last son. I took the hypnobirthing class. I um, did the breathing techniques. And I also did um, fetal rejection. So that's pretty much when you're letting the baby push themselves out. Like you're not pushing at all right they just wiggle their little they just wiggle out. themselves out yes it is I the coolest didn't know thing. that was possible i just yes. well, i guess with other animals thinking about it they do kind of wiggle themselves out but you know like as humans you always think you know you're supposed to push no no you don't uh, have to no, you just right. slide on out like it's butter slide on out yes it was the best thing ever so are you hypnotizing like your, so your body pretty much like you're you're doing different breathing techniques um to calm your body Mm -hmm. and your your mind because it's it's literally a mind thing it really is but once when you're doing the breathing techniques it it'll calm everything down you're literally in tune with your body at that time and you're just letting your body do what it has to do. You're not overthinking. You're not going against 
what your body is naturally trying to do. So, be lazy and give birth. Yes, that's <laughs> literally what I did. I literally laid down because I had my son in in my bed, so I literally was just laying there, and then I was like, "Ooh, I want some water," and I set up to get the water, and he literally just just did a whole drop and slid out. It was like I burped he completely dropped then his head was out and then when I moved up because I like got off the bed a little bit and uh he came out and I was just holding him I was like oh that was that was easy because <laughs> uh, you don't hear that quite often it was like I just gave birth for myself yeah. and now I'm just I'm, holding my baby now I'm just holding my baby he's here just in my hands okay cool now what <laughs> that would be me now 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 what am I supposed now, to do now what do you do yeah okay. but yeah <laughs> it was just it was so much easier and it's so much calmer like with hospital births you have like everybody in the room like it literally goes from just you and your family to like you your family and 15 other people I don't want everyone to be looking at my crotch. Wait, I know it's normal, but and on the one side, I won't care as long as my baby's okay. But right, but it was just it's, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much energy. Like I had a great OB, but it was just it was too much. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I did the home birth this time. Okay, so as a doula, is there also partner support? Yes. So some doulas do specific work just for partners. Mm-hmm. Um, it is some dad doulas out there. I really? Had, yeah, I knew two of them. One of them I know from um, Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy is um, from Facebook. But the one that's from Clubhouse, he literally breaks everything down for the dads. He has courses for them. He has like material for them like it is just great I love when people overload information so I won't have the questions and then I still have questions (laughs) that's like my type of learning yeah um because I've spoken to him like a few times on clubhouse and like each time I learn something from him it is just great Mm. totally great like all the information that he has yeah every everything I'm like well I didn't think about that but he's also coming from the male perspective like yeah we only come from the female perspective so having a male perspective as to what dads go through and all of that actually coming from a dad is great Mm -hmm. yeah now I have questions for him too (laughs) I know you should tell us okay so I'm gonna have to connect y'all because you had your yeah totally interviewing him will be great maybe I can sneak some questions out of a few men that I know say hey do you do you just have questions right right so I can ask, you ask them to ask questions yeah ask them what questions you should ask him that would be great okay. because he can totally give you the answers the breakdown he's like his his whole demeanor aura vibe whatever you want to call it is wonderful <laughs> I like dope as fuck people Yes, yes, that. That's what I have named it. Dope as fuck. It's not just dope, it's dope as fuck. Yeah, (laughs) totally him. But yeah, 
I'll have to get that because he, yeah, his his information needs to get out there too. Because dads, they do go through things too, and they need someone to ask questions. Because mm-hmm. a you lot need of an advocate in your corner. Yes, you totally need one. So that's why I was like, it was it was cool to know that it is men out there that are dad dudes, and it's great. I'm so touched. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm looking at, okay, so we answered the question, um, how do you support women in labor? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we answered, are you with the family during birth? So um, some doulas are just there for the children. Like if the woman has older children, because mm-hmm. you can have like literally some women have two doulas. They have one specifically oh. for them and then one specifically for their children. Um, It's just, it depends on what they want for their family. Like if she knows she wants someone that's just there for her and then a separate someone that's just there for her children because she can't, she doesn't have any other family or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Or she wants her family with her, but she also wants to make sure that her children are taken care of um so that's not a babysitter but the the thing is some doulas they have they do more of a not when I say not babysitting they do more of a how they can incorporate the older children to the new baby so they teach those different aspects Mm -hmm. on how to be an older sister how to be a big brother like all of those things and it helps with the transition. You don't think about that. It's just baby. But, right. It's just baby. And then the kid is like, friends, what is this what thing? Is and I have to keep it here? Like, what? And you have to be careful. And right. Like, you know, as an adult, I'm, I'm scared to hold a newborn baby just because you're so fragile. You depend on me 100% yeah. to like support your body and everything. And to yeah. give that to like an eight-year-old. So, hey, you can hold your newborn terrifying terrifying so that makes sense too so you have to yeah so some doulas that's what they do they are there to help the family incorporate how the new baby will be Mm -hmm. let the siblings know like what they can do to help like Mm -hmm. it's the whole thing so I would totally suggest like if you have older children or the, the space, the difference between the ages is there. Mm-hmm. Let the older child know what they need to do in order to help mom and dad during that time so they don't feel left out. That's the thing. It's usually the older one will totally feel left out and that's mm-hmm. where a whole lot of blocks will start to happen and then the whole acting out thing. So if you have if you yourself don't know how to do that then getting someone else that does is perfectly fine and I can I I do agree um as someone that's worked with kids older children really love helping out and Mm -hmm. and the smallest things like can I sweep the floor right yeah you can totally go ahead and like they just ask so ask your kids if they would like to help out with the baby even if it's just mm-hmm. can I hold the diaper for you or the right wife? because I've seen that in parents too and mm-hmm. you're gonna need help that is your third arm <laughs> yeah oh my gosh totally totally 
but um, yeah. So how how would you describe your birthing style as a doula? Um, birthing style as a like I said, like as a holistic natural birthing style is what I would say. Um, and the only reason why is because I've seen both sides. I haven't had both sides, um, but I've seen both sides. Um, and it's body-wise, the recovery-wise for afterwards is so much easier when you do it naturally. Mm. Um, because when you get an epidural, sometimes I've seen how that has affected women, not just um, mentally, but physically. Like one of my coworkers, she had an epidural, but she couldn't walk like literally it's, it's been almost two years now oh. and her left leg still hasn't fully come back from <laughs> tingling and everything like for yeah like for a good like couple of months she couldn't walk and then once she could it was just her left leg just still didn't feel right and it still that she was like it's, it was just not worth it yeah. and like yeah but I mean and then other women they have epidurals and then they don't have any issues it's just that I'm not about to put anything in me that's still going to affect me in the long run and the baby because you're literally getting a high dose of the drug mm-hmm. and the baby is too because it's going directly into your spine so the baby is getting it directly also mm-hmm. so it's just for me it's I'm not yeah, that's just me now I've assisted right I've I've had clients that have gotten um epidurals mm-hmm. and it's just I've there I was there to assist them and that's what they wanted so that's what they got but we also did a whole lot of lead work afterwards mm-hmm. so that they can build up the strength and a lot of the massage and all of that it's just making sure that you're feeling everything because literally the nurses, they're not about to massage you to make no. sure that you can feel everything. They don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, we had the conversation before. I was like, if you get it, then we need to do this, this, and this to make sure that you're feeling everything. Everything is okay before mm-hmm. we leave. Oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Because, like, I was doing all the massaging techniques, like, all that before we left the hospital. And she was okay. Um, but it's just, they don't, they don't help you after. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> people just be there. Just They really do. Yeah. For my short hospital experience time, uh, I wasn't in the, the maternity ward. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But when I would go down there, it was like, like someone would have a baby in the morning and then by the afternoon they're gone and I'm like they can totally okay? be gone Are, right like is your child okay the only time um th- this was like one of the great days in the maternity ward I've never seen like a placenta just like just oh yeah there and I'm just like cleaning up stuff and I was like what is that it's, it's like a little fat sack of a red organ and I'm like yes is that a placenta and there's just blood everywhere. I'm so fascinated there's just blood everywhere and yes not mine I do not know the woman at all and one of the the nurses 
she's she's just sees me just staring at it it's like are you okay yeah I'm just I'm just so fascinated mm-hmm. like I really so many wanted women to ask. don't know how their placenta looks like my mom had five children she has no clue her, her any of her placentas look it's a fat sack of red yeah yeah so when she saw mine she was totally like you like it was just the coolest thing ever like you your baby has been there with the placenta in the placenta like for nine months Mm -hmm. and then you gotta push that thing out you gotta push it out and then you're like well I don't even know what it looks like and for me I was like I wanted my placenta so I had my placenta like when I had my second my first son in the hospital I got my placenta and we were totally looking at it, like literally looking at it, just all in it. Like, this is cool. I, it sounds so weird. I did not do it, but I wanted to touch her placenta. So whenever I have mine and just, yep, let, go ahead and get that. Go ahead and bag it up. Get it. Take it at home. I, I totally like to get it. it. I my body. It's not going to be gross. Yes. Get your placenta. Look at it. Like, you can do like different artworks with it or you can dry it. You can, uh, some women actually need to eat their placenta. Like that's a whole thing. Like you can um, have it encapsulated and you can take it because those nutrients that you're going to lose after you've had your baby um, is in your placenta. Mm -hmm. It's there. Like everything is there. So postpartum depression can be helped with placenta with you um eating them um doing a postpartum smoothie where they literally take a chunk of the placenta before they dehydrate it and then you put it in the smoothie and it gets ground up and then they do that right away because that'll help with um hemorrhaging for so it's just it's little things that you can do but I would totally say take your placenta you don't have to eat it if you don't want to but for just purposes, you can I would see. probably just, just just to say I've tried my placenta, yeah. just so I can say, and it's like so people can look at me women, weird. Yeah, some women actually <laughs> need it. Like some women go through the whole hair loss thing after mm-hmm. they give birth, and that's because they don't have all the nutrients in their body. And the first thing to go is the hair. Mm, that's true. And you see that yeah. on decaying bodies. So yeah. many connections. I'm gonna definitely take mine. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome <laughs> so mom if you're listening and you'll be in the delivery room with me whenever that yes. time presents itself I'm taking my placenta make sure you get the placenta yes just make even sure. if you have to just throw it in a bag <laughs> just get the placenta that's all that matters <laughs> <laughs> so what is now, the difference um between a doula and a midwife okay so my thing, I would say how a doctor and a nurse works together, mm-hmm. the doula and the midwife work together. So okay. the midwife is like the OB and the mm-hmm. doula would be like the nurse. Gotcha. Okay. I know yeah. you had explained this to me before, but. But that, I think that's like the easiest way to explain it. Um, because the the midwife, like I said, she can give you the pain medication. Mm-hmm and all of that you're going to be going to her the same way that you would be going to the doctor but with the midwife it's more of a connection like you're not there just for like five minutes with the doctor Mm -hmm. with the midwife with the midwife you're there for like 45 minutes to an hour so Mm -hmm. she's making sure that she knows you that connection is there that all of your questions are answered so when you leave 
the midwife's office, you don't have any questions. Most of the time when women leave the doctor's office, they have tons of questions because the doctor didn't, they just said something and then left. And then the woman is just sitting there like, okay, what just happened? Mm. Or what, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> it's a, I know when I took medical terminology in college, mm. then I could understand where it's now. It's, it's been a while, but but yeah. I, I felt like that, like, I, I don't know what's happening. That's, that's how so many women are. So that's where the mom groups on Facebook come in. And mm-hmm. um, that's where a whole lot of questions are asked at because they literally have no clue as to what just happened. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, so I think the doctor said this, this, and this. So what does that mean? And my thing is, if you don't speak up for yourself, Mm-hmm. then how are you going to speak up for your child when something goes wrong mm-hmm. so it literally starts in the doctor's office and you do not have to stay with one doctor that's true too you can always switch doctors yes you can always switch doctors so I, I just say interview doctors you don't have to go with the first one because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten that first one isn't going to be on the same page as you. Mm-hmm. so it's oh, better to just search around for different doctors so much doctors like if you want a natural birth ask the doctor how many natural births he's had Mm -hmm. where he didn't give the woman any medication Mm -hmm. from pitocin to anything just saline in her iv like literally a full-blown natural birth and if he can say that he's had natural births and he knows how that actually looks go on and go with that doctor mm-hmm. but most of the doctors they'll say no mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have no clue me. how a natural birth will look because they'll say yes the woman had a natural birth because we didn't give her an epidural no that's still not a natural birth because mm-hmm. still isn't natural it, I, I assume this is another, another yeah so birth. that that starts contraction so that's still not natural. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already know my body tries to kill myself on the daily. So naturally <laughs> possible. I have to suck up some pain just, for like a day or two. I'd be okay. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's that simple. But most of the time, women, they'll just go with the first doctor. But you really don't have to. You can yeah. talk to multiple doctors, ask them questions, like literally, legit ask them questions <laughs> some annoyed people in my future <laughs> it'll be okay but it's my child right, and my body you right you would rather ask those questions than to be put in a predicament where you didn't ask the questions you didn't get the answers mm-hmm. and then you're stuck and you're like I totally could have avoided this mm-hmm. yeah I don't yeah. want to do that huh. no. okay. so um Oh, this was another question. So I know you said with with a doula, um, they can help with the older kids. So is there mm-hmm. an age limit on on the kids that doulas help with? I guess like if you're an adult, you don't need help. But <laughs> um, actually, I haven't even thought about an age limit. Um, because like literally, if the the age is is a big difference, like because with my daughter and my son, my first son. There's a 12, 
year difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a big difference. Um, Because she was an only child for 12 years. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, having someone with an older child so that just because they're older doesn't mean that they know how to take care of a child Mm -hmm. or know how to separate themselves from being an uh, only child to a sibling right away Mm -hmm. because those feelings are going to be there but having someone that knows how to talk to your child if you don't know how Mm -hmm. um to talk them through that is perfectly fine I had someone tell me that children don't have trauma and it's like you are oh the lies the lies the The lies lies. oh my gosh children have trauma (laughs) adults have trauma from their childhood exactly so how are you you gonna tell me it might not show up as easily a little older but but no it's have trauma children definitely have trauma and it could be as little as not um not being included in the whole baby's um, interaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I was saying before, like asking the child to get you a diaper and the wipes, that by itself, because they're included in the whole Mm -hmm. process, just leaving them to their room or just leaving them by themselves, that's when a whole lot of other issues will happen because they're overthinking. Mm-hmm. and Kids then that they they're de- right they're deprived of their 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 love that they were feeling before and they think that now their love it's is all because split and it's the baby's fault like i've seen it i've heard it yeah yeah, yeah. so um for adula what is the average cost and we're a little over <laughs> we're almost oh, <laughs> um so average cost um I would say anywhere from 500 to for a doula anywhere from 500 to 2500 it depends on what other Mm add-ons you have added on to your doula package (laughs) um and it could be uh the belly binding that you can add on it could be um uh the womb closing Mm -hmm. is a is a wonderful thing to do they literally you you bind your whole body Mm -hmm. and uh and you get tied up and you feel so much better (laughs) like tightens you literally get tied up like you're laying on the floor and you get tied up and it is just it is the best experience ever um so it's those add-ons well of course it'll raise the price but mm-hmm. yeah that I, I would say anywhere from like five to yeah i've seen these questions for myself as well <laughs> <laughs> definitely gonna come back and listen to this episode and what did she say here um okay so rounding out um our time together so i know you have a podcast and i know you mm-hmm. have courses can we talk about your podcast um, and then the courses that you are going to be, or the courses that you have are going to put out as well? Okay. Um, so the podcast is pretty much um, about a lot of things we talked about already. 
Um, <laughs> that's pretty much like what my podcast is about. Um, I am adding information on there because I just traveled with my children, so I have to edit a few podcasts. <laughs> so those will be added on there, but it's pretty much like just normal mom stuff. It is um, yoni health stuff. It is um uh I did do the black maternal health week where mm-hmm. I did a podcast like every day for that week so it's information about that it's just everything that has to deal with yoni mothering your cycle because I did mm-hmm. go over menstrual cycles and the moon cycle I did I talk about that. that um so it's just it's a random thing, but it all ties together. What is the name of your podcast? Oh, Cosmic Yoni Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> the course, your, I don't, yeah. don't want to like say the wrong thing, but your doula course. Yeah. Uh, so stuff in there. I have a breastfeeding course. I have a fertility course. I have the get in tune with your womb course. Um, let's see. I am working on a few other courses, so they'll be uploaded soon. But those are the ones I have so far. Okay. And if someone wants to work with you or take a course and they say, Alexandra, you're cool as fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dope as fuck. <laughs> How can I work with you? How can I find you? Where are you? Um, so Instagram and Facebook, Cosmic. Um, both of those are Cosmic Yoni Doula. And then uh, my personal page is Alexandria Persley Doula. Gotcha. And I'll have, have all your links on the on the form as well. And I'll oh. put them um, down in the show notes. So all her links will be down in the show notes. <laughs> so you will be able to miss her. And one final question, mm-hmm. what does adulting mean to you or do you have advice for any adult? Oh, okay. So adulting to me is having fun every day. Oh, that's a new one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Having fun every day. And the reason why I say that is because so many people say that adulting is being responsible and making sacrifices and this and that. No, I would say make sure that you have some type of laughter mm-hmm. every day. And that would be adulting. Mm-hmm. I play Minecraft. Not every day, but See? I play Minecraft a lot. But yeah, that's that's adulting. Like you don't have to be serious every single minute of the day. No, you, don't. you don't have to sacrifice your whole happiness just to adult. So I would say, yeah, have fun. Make oh. sure you're living your life. Yes, that too. Because you're if you look at the time span of your adult life, you have your childhood. Well, you're un- under adulthood, childhood, right. and then you have your adulthood, and your adulthood outweighs your childhood by yes. so much. So why do you not want to play? Right. I will be the adult that goes to Chuck E. Cheese, actually, for my 22nd birthday Girl, yes. with the Chuck E. Cheese, and they're like, so your child? No, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. But your child? Don't have No, so it's my birthday. I, I want to eat the pizza and go play the <laughs> I want to eat the pizza. <laughs> yes. 
that's it. You know, Chuck E. Cheese, they don't have the coins anymore, the tokens. They no, it's on the card. <sighs> Pettiness, right? It is. Yeah. Kids it's not as fun. Yeah. Someone jacks your cup. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have to fight. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I mean, it helps, but still, in a way, it's like, I like the whole Yeah, thing. it's kind of satisfying. Yeah. It's like yeah. like I'm spending my own debit card money. It's not as right. but thank you so much for joining is there anything else that you would like to add um no I think that's it but I would yeah I would definitely say research your doula and midwife and just know what kind of birth you want and if you don't know then talk to your doula she could totally help you through that process oh sorry final question is there like like a like a menu selection book that I can look at there is oh my girl yeah I want you pick and choose yes you can so that would be called a birth plan ah, so when you simple. make your birth plan yes it's like literally some birth plans they have like little little circle mm-hmm. um pictures and it lets them know like if you just want to make sure that you have water or juice in your room constantly then you have that on your birth plan if you just want the ice chips then you have that on your birth plan if you don't want the medication then you have like the no the cross out the needle thing mm-hmm. like so having a birth plan is so important i'm glad you brought that up because gosh yes <laughs> you need to plan. have give birth it to book. the nurses <laughs> put it on your door have it with you beside your bed at all times Mm-hmm. so then you can be like okay this is this is how I want my birth okay you guys need to look at this because this is telling you guys what I want you to do I can okay. already see myself so it's not going to follow the plan we're going to have a problem you're going to be see? pissed off and you're going to be by myself or he's going to see like wow you're a little crazy but that's okay because this is my birth and this is my child yes it is that's what you have that's literally the energy that you have to deal with that that's what you have to go in with because it's your like you said it's your birth and it's your child so you have to tell them how you want that to go so that's where the birth plan comes in nice to know oh awesome tidbit at the end yes (laughs) so thank you so much for joining oh the the get in tenure with your womb course i'm doing that again okay when is that launching so i've done one but that was like a Mm one-on-one um but the next one is september it's in september um i don't have a specific date yet but i just know that it'll be in september because august i still have other vacations to do so that's Mm -hmm. why i'm like september i don't have anything scheduled so that's when i'm doing my group of cosmic yoni okay awesome Uh, yeah so the get into with your womb course is in september but the, or the other courses like the breastfeeding and all of them mm-hmm. those are you can do the on your own course or if mm-hmm. you want me to do one-on-one you can also do those like those are on my website but um for group courses mm-hmm. that'll all start in september okay okay yeah gotcha okay. Mm-hmm. all right thank you so much you. Just, this has been so informative <laughs> <laughs> 
you're welcome great um enjoy the rest of your day um, yes, let me you know too. if you have any questions or anything as well okay great. bye, <laughs> bye.